0: Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Today, I want to share with you very simple tools and strategies that you can use to communicate more effectively starting today that will exponentially help your relationship improve in your ability to understand one another to heal damage from the past, to problem solve together, and work through any challenges that you're having, all of this hangs on your ability to communicate with your spouse. And so today, I wanna share with you some tools that I've seen be tremendously effective to help people who are stuck in these negative spirals of communication go from feeling stuck to feeling connected in a short amount of time. I think some of the most common cycles that couples get caught in are what I call pursue-withdraw dynamics. And when couples get stuck in these spirals that end up in fighting and bitterness and resentment and unresolved problems, it is always because they get stuck in their communication pattern. I want to share with you what that pattern looks like, how you can break it, and the steps that you can take today to start to make progress in your relationship with this, with regard to this communication pattern. When couples get stuck and they find themselves in this gridlock, Typically, what happens is they are operating out of a sense of protection, and so what do I mean—what do I mean by that? Protection meaning fight or flight, and so the way that relationships, the way that we're wired as people, is that when we feel pain, we don't have very many options. Right? It's fight, fight, flight, or freeze. So when we're overwhelmed, when we're scared, when we get stuck, when we're having a hard time, and when somebody responds to their spouse in a way that is coming from protection, it almost always triggers their spouse's protection. So there's this, so when I talk about fight or flight, what that looks like in a relationship is anger, right? The fight, there's anger, there's criticism, there's blame, there's attacking, there's like, there's this pursuit with that type of negative energy. And the other side of the coin is the withdraw, which looks like avoidance or defensiveness, shutting down, withdrawing, and distance. And when couples get stuck in these cycles where one person pursues with this protection of anger, interrogation, tension, fighting, and the other person withdraws, it just sets you up to stay stuck in those negative cycles because we want homeostasis as people. So when one person distances, it will trigger the other person's fear and will cause them to get closer. And when them getting closer activates the withdrawing partner's fears, then that person's gonna pull away even further. I wanna share with you an example of a couple that I worked with, and this couple represents many, many different couples. Right? It's the same patterns. But this particular couple got stuck anytime time she got triggered. And so what happened is, it could be anything, any kind of a trigger. They could be watching a show together. They could be out on a walk. They could be at a restaurant. They could just be sitting there having a good moment and a trigger would surface. And one thing to quickly remember is that triggers will happen. They're, they, they often are uninvited. Well, they're always uninvited, but they're often unintentional. And so triggers will happen unintentionally and that's not actually the problem. The problem isn't that the trigger happens, the problem is how couples come together and communicate when a trigger is happening. It's how do they interact with each other in those moments when a trigger happens. So this particular couple I was working with, whenever a trigger would happen, let's say they'd be out on a walk, and as they were walking, the wife would see the husband turn his head to look at some activity that was happening, let's say, I don't know, down the road, down further down the path or down a, you know an intersection, he'd look over there and the wife would look in the direction that he would be looking and would find that there would be an attractive woman there or some woman or somebody not dressed very, you know, modestly. And when she saw her husband looking in that direction and in her eyes, he was looking at that woman and thinking about her and What if he was in his addiction again? And her fears would come flooding forward. What's he looking at? Why is he looking at her? Why is he not thinking about me right now? And all these feelings would come out in criticism, in anger, in questioning, in attacking. And she would say things like, as soon as she notices him looking over there, she would say, what are you looking at? Why are you looking at that woman over there? Can't you even think about us right now? We're out here on a walk and you're going to be out looking at some other woman. And she would just like go hard with that type of an approach. And understandably, naturally, as he felt attacked and criticized and questioned, his defenses went up. Again, it's kind of like the law of nature. When somebody is under attack, they protect themselves. And there's no blame in this, right? It's not the fault of one person or the other person, right? This is not the wife's fault. This is the cycle. And it's so important to recognize how and when your cycle manifests because then you can work together to get out of it. So this was their particular cycle. When she got scared, the fight took over. She was fighting for the relationship. She was fighting to matter. She was fighting for a connection between her and her husband. It just came out in a way that activated his defenses. And so, whenever she questioned him in that way, he got defensive and said, Why do you always, like, why are you always on my case? I wasn't even looking at anybody. I just saw some movement over there and my head turned and then you just snapped at me. I don't want to keep fighting like this. I don't even want to talk about this right now. And he would shut down. He would defend, distance, and shut down, which inevitably triggered her to, it activated her fear even more. It intensified her fear. She got the sense that maybe she, she got the sense maybe I'm really not important to my husband. Maybe he doesn't even care about my pain. I'm trying to tell him how I'm feeling. That's what her thought was. I'm trying to tell him how I'm feeling, but then he's going to react like this. Then she would up the ante. She would get even more upset and attack and get critical about him withdrawing and defending. And how come he always does this and he doesn't even want to listen to her? And they would get stuck in this cycle over and over and over again. So it's really, really, a couple of things I wanna highlight in this. Number one, this is the cycle that many, many couples find themselves in. Again, this is not the fault of one person or the other person. When I'm working with a couple, it's never about blame. It's always about how can we identify and interrupt those cycles from tearing the relationship apart. Because the cycle is the thing that comes between a husband and wife. And so if 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 a couple doesn't even recognize when they're in it, and the different moves that they have when they're in the cycle, it's impossible to break. We have to first get clarity about what your pattern looks like. And so for them, when she was afraid, her protection was fight, attack, question, accuse. His protection was defend, withdraw, avoid. And if you can see, again, if you've experienced this in your own relationships, you know that this sets you up for a never-ending discussion until it stops but the problems aren't resolved. And so when I say never ending, I guess more specifically what I mean is, these issues don't get resolved because couples just re-enter the cycle when they start to talk about it. So the key is to recognize how you're getting stuck and then what do you need to do to get out of that pattern so you can do it differently? There's one thing that I wanna share with you, it's this acronym, it's the three P's. It's number one, In order to get out of these cycles, it's so helpful to recognize what is the pain that you are experiencing. That's the first P. The second P is what is your protection when you're experiencing pain? And the third P is how does your protection impact your partner? So I wanna really spend some time with this. This is such a key concept. When you can identify your pain, whether it's fear. So let's go back to that example. The wife in this particular example was terrified that her husband was still in his addiction, that he was still looking at other people, that she was still not important to him, that she was still not enough. There is a tremendous amount of pain when a wife feels like she's not good enough for her husband, for her to feel like she doesn't matter. And there is a sense of fear that the relationship is never going to progress. So that is a tremendous amount of pain. In that pain, what's the protection? It's the fighting, anger, criticism, accusation. She's protecting herself. She might think that she's sharing how she's feeling, but she's not, she's protecting herself in those moments when it's that type of a response. How does her protection land on her partner? That's the third P. He, it activates his worst fears, which is I'm not enough. What I'm doing isn't enough. No matter how hard I try, It's still causing a problem. I can't get it right. I'll never be perfect. We will never get out of these cycles. And it just confirms this fear of him being a failure, which then if that's his pain, again, this links, this pattern links each other in, in such a painful way because one person's protection is the other person's pain the message rather, the message they get from their protection, right? Husband hears, I'm a failure, I'll never get it right. And no matter what I do, it'll never be enough. In his pain, what's his protection? It comes up above the surface and he protects himself through distance. He's avoiding, he doesn't wanna feel hurt like this. He doesn't wanna feel like he's a failure. He doesn't wanna feel shame, the pain of what he's done. And his wife has to question him because she doesn't trust him. All of that is pain. His protection lands on her in a way that reinforces that she doesn't matter to him. He pulls away. He doesn't want to talk. She's all alone. No matter what she says, doesn't matter to him. She can't get through. That reinforces the narrative, the fear of, I don't matter. I'm all by myself in this and my husband doesn't even care to help me, which then will turn into her protection, which might be upping the ante, more anger, more questioning, more accusation. So if you can recognize with me, if this has been your experience as well, this is such a hard spot to be. Because when you feel triggered, the best thing that you can do is actually turn to your spouse and get comfort. The best thing that you can do is find a resolution and get support because we are wired, again, through decades of research, we know that we are wired for connection. And when somebody experiences trauma, one of the best things that that person can do is not be alone in the trauma. It's to feel reassured. It's to be seen. It's to know that you are not alone and that you matter to somebody. And so in this type of work that I love doing with people, the benefit by learning how to turn to each other is that you have a built in resource for stability, for reassurance, for comfort. But the cycle that we've just referred to is the thing that gets in the way of that happening. It completely breaks down your ability to turn to your spouse, get the comfort, get the reassurance and the love and the support that you need. And instead it reinforces the pain and it reinforces the fear. So what do you do instead? How do you get out of this? The key is to share your heart. So I want, to, I want to share with you exactly, after we started doing work together, this is what the ideal type of conversation looks like. The key is to share your heart, is to share the impact of the situation on how you feel. So it isn't to say, what are you doing and why are you doing that? Again, that's more, that's more of the cycle. When really, if she's feeling afraid, her getting the answer to what are you doing and why are you doing that doesn't actually provide comfort. This is one of the reasons why these cycles don't end because they don't meet the need. The type of sharing, the type of communication just does not, it doesn't open the door up to get the need met, which is comfort. So if she's afraid that she doesn't matter to her husband, that he's looking at somebody else, and the message that sends to her is that she doesn't matter and he's prioritizing somebody else or himself instead of her, the need is comfort and reassurance that he is with her, that he cares about her, that he loves her, and that things between them are okay. And so how this can happen is when you share with your spouse, so this is as we've done, as we did some work together, the share that started to get them out of the cycle was, hey, right now I'm feeling afraid. I saw your head turn that way and I looked over there and there was a woman over there and I got scared that you were looking at her and you weren't with me anymore, that we got lost, we got separated and you turned away from me and went over there mentally while I was here, which brought up a tremendous amount of pain because I was just reminded of the past uh, of where we've been and why we're here and I'm just struggling right now. That's the kind of share that elicits a very different response from her husband because in that moment when she turned and says, I'm scared and I feel hurt right now, when we feel and see suffering in somebody that we care about and in somebody that we love, it's instinctual for us to feel compassion. That is the that is a very typical response. When we feel when we see suffering, the typical response is to feel compassion and empathy and care. When that doesn't happen, there's something that's gotten in the way. And so when I work with couples, my goal, one of my big Areas of focus is to identify when couples are in their cycle, what gets in the way of compassion? Because if you ask the husband, do you care about your wife? Yes, of course I do. I love her. I want to repair this. I made some big mistakes and I want to make this right. And so whenever there's a lack of compassion, there's always just a block. It's like a dam. There's a dam that's been built up that gets activated. Instead of the water flowing naturally, there's some blockage that's preventing it. And usually what happens, the blockage is the cycle. It's his protection, his fear, his shame, his sense of being a failure gets masked by his protection, which makes it almost impossible for him to be there for his wife. Because when somebody's drowning, if somebody falls off a lifeboat and they're drowning, the likelihood of them being able to help somebody else that's in the water back onto the boat is so small because they're struggling themselves. And this is what the cycle does to somebody. Both people are hurting, both people are struggling, and they're not sure how to get out of it. And so this is the process. When she started to share the impact of her pain and said, "I and impact of the situation, I'm scared right now, I feel hurt. This is what my fear is, and I'm having a hard time. When she started to share in that way, that's when she started to get a different response from her husband. And it wasn't because her husband didn't wanna respond like that in the first place, The cycle made it impossible for them to find each other. They kept getting stuck. They kept going around in this death spiral, which made things worse. And it hurt both of them. So when she started to share with him, I'm hurt, I'm scared, he turned to her and was able to provide reassurance, was able to provide comfort and give her the support that she needed in that moment, which was what helped to stabilize her. She just needed to know that he was with her. She needed to know that she was a priority, that they were okay, that he was still committed to the relationship, that his number one goal was to make sure that he wasn't going to go back into old patterns. She just needed that reassurance. And because she was able to actually share how she felt, that was able for, he was able to respond in that way. And she could then take that in. When she took in that comfort and reassurance, that's the thing that stabilized their relationship. And so it just takes muscle memory and lots of reps and awareness above all else in the beginning. It's awareness that that's what's happening, that you're getting stuck, but then you have a new way of exiting the cycle by sharing the impact of the situation in a way that cultivates or elicits a compassionate response from your spouse. I know this is all easier said than done because it happens in a millisecond. We get stuck in our cycles in literally milliseconds because our brain works so fast. It perceives threats so quickly and there are many situations actually when a perceived threat isn't actually the reality. Because what ended up happening was the conversation that happened after there was this reassurance between that couple he was able to tell her like, listen, I get why you felt like that. My head turned that way and there happened to be a person there. But he shared with her, this is what I was doing. I just saw movement over there. I was taking a look at what was going on. I wasn't even paying attention to the woman. I am here with you. I'm having a nice day together. And he was able to share that in a way that helped her feel reassured so that she could accept that and they can move forward together. Now, this is, this is the key. This is at the heart of couples healing. It's having these types of conversations together. And so I know that many times when couples try to have these talks, there is a block. And I want to spend just a couple of minutes talking about one of the most common blocks. It's the yeah, but, yes, but block that makes it hard for the comfort to get into the person who is hurting. So for instance, in in the beginning, this is what would happen. She would share, he would say, and this is happens in session first, right? Because it's my, my, my goal when I'm working with a couple is to help give them new tools. And in order for them to integrate those tools, they need help practicing that and doing it in session. And so we would have this conversation where I would have her share her hurt. It's we interrupt the cycle. Hey, can you tell your husband right now? I feel this fear. We're talking about the situation. This fear surfaces in my body and I just feel hurt. She would turn and share he would respond in a new way, be compassionate, be empathetic, and then the yeah, but block would come up and it would derail, derail things. So the yeah, but block looks like, yes, but you don't do this when I need you when we're taking walks. And so it's this really tricky needle to thread because it's almost like the analogy that I sometimes like to use with people, is imagine your husband for her right it it goes it's the same way it's him sharing with her it's her sharing with him it's the same process it's sharing the impact getting a new response and then being able to internalize and receive the new response that's where the healing takes place the yeah but block is the thing that prevents the person from experiencing comfort so it's almost like being at a hospital you're in pain You tell the nurse, the nurse brings back some aspirin, gives you the aspirin, then you spit the aspirin out. It didn't give you the benefit that you needed because it wasn't internalized. And again, when that happens, it's not the fault of the wife or the husband, it's the cycle shows up again. And there's a fear and there's a difficulty in taking that in because, again, there's a number of fears that come up for people. It's if I take this in, I'm going to get hurt again. What if he's lying? What if I can't even trust what he's saying? I'm just going to get the wool pulled over my eyes and I don't want to do that again, so I'm not going to receive it. There's good reason for people to not receive the the conversations in this way. I totally understand that. Again, I, I get it. The key though is to break that cycle. And there's a couple of different ways to do that. And again, one of these ways is to interrupt this yeah, but block. It's yeah, but you don't give me this when I need you to. Yeah, but why don't you ever show up like this outside of session? Or let's say they are outside of session and he does it. Yeah, but you didn't do it right. There's, there's some kind of a thing that makes it so that the comfort is not received. This is, again, one of the illusions or this is one of the uh, difficult moments. In It's just the cycle showing up in a different way. The cycle is anything that interrupts couples from being able to connect. It's protection. And so her protection says, don't receive this because I don't want to get hurt again. What if he's lying? What if he doesn't mean this? That's all protection and it makes it so the comfort doesn't get internalized, which then makes it so you're still stuck. You're still hurting. You're still afraid. And this is sometimes where people revert to a plan. Well, I need you to do this. Well, next time this happens, do that. The plan doesn't actually provide comfort. The comfort provides comfort, the reassurance the presence of the spouse the understanding the love the connection that's what heals it's almost like saying nurse i need you to just bring me uh, this type of aspirin next time that doesn't that plan did not create soothing in her body it just told her nurse do this Now, yes, is there a place for a plan? Of course, we wanna be on the same page. We wanna know what to do. We wanna be able to support each other. That's all great. But in, I wanna really narrow what I'm talking about. It's in these specific moments when you're sharing, the plan isn't what you need. It's the response of compassion from your partner. And again, there is a place for a plan, but I wanna really narrow this moment of the conversation. So the cycle will spit the aspirin out and we'll make it so she doesn't receive it. And it, it just loops them back in the same place because the husband hears, I did it wrong. No matter what I do, it's not enough. And I'm trying my very best, but it's not getting through. So this is, again, such a tricky spot for people to be in. So how do you handle this yeah, but block? Yes, but you don't do this at home. You wanna recognize where is that coming from? Is that fear? We wanna get in touch with what's driving that? What's the purpose of that observation? And if she says, I'm scared to take this in, or I'm scared that if I don't remind him what to do, he won't do it. So there's a good reason why she says that. And again, this is not about putting blame at the foot of one person or the other. It's about identifying the cycle and where things break down. And so for her, she might say, if I don't tell him what to do, he's not going to do it. And so how am I supposed to operate? How am I, how am I supposed to be if I don't say anything, he doesn't do it. If I do say something, he just feels bad and doesn't do it. What am I supposed to do? Again, I, I I can totally empathize and I understand with that position. And it's really, really painful to be there. And so the antidote is when we share our experience and stay on that channel and the husband responds with comfort, any little bit of comfort that you can take in is how you get out of that cycle. I can't tell you how many times where I've seen a husband share comfort and reassurance, have it be rejected, feel discouraged, feel hopeless and stuck. It, it demotivates him to keep trying. And then on the other hand, when his comfort, while there still might be a part of his wife that has a hard time fully taking it in, because it's like, it's again, what if it's very common for a wife to say, well, what if my husband's lying? Do I just have to believe everything he says? Well, no, you don't. However, the middle ground of acknowledging I'm having a hard time fully taking this in and I'm acknowledging I see that you're trying. There is a small part of me right now that feels a little better because you're with me. And while I can't fully take this in right now, I want you to know that what you're doing matters. Some type of response like that is how a husband can feel motivated and excited and hopeful to continue to try to be there for his wife. Even if she doesn't fully believe it, that's okay. And she has good reason to not fully believe it. If she's been lied to, it's gonna take some time and lots of muscle memory for them to have new experiences with each other. And so if she were to say, I'm, I'm having a hard time fully taking this in. However, I do see that you're trying and this matters. Thank you. Or I acknowledge your efforts and these are meaningful. There's a part of me that feels a little bit better. That small exchange will give the husband a boost of confidence and hope like, okay, I can do this. I'm not just a screw up. I'm not just some failure that can never get it right. I understand why she's having a hard time taking this in, but she recognizes that I'm here, that I'm trying. I can work with that. I feel good about that. And so I would encourage you as you reflect on what are your cycles, as you have listened to this, I hope that this example, and again, there's like the, it's, it, the cycle is, the, the pattern is always the same. It's almost always pursue, withdraw. Sometimes there's pursue, pursue, where there's tension and fighting, and both people use that energy. Sometimes it's withdraw, withdraw, but f- most commonly it's pursue, withdraw, and there's different types of protections or behaviors in the cycle that keep people stuck. And so as you're listening to this, I would encourage you to think about what's your cycle. What does it look like when things aren't going well? When things start to break down, how do you protect yourself? How does it, how does, again, going back to the three P's, what's your pain when there's a trigger, when there's a moment when you guys get disconnected, what's your pain? Number two, what's your protection? How do you respond to that when it doesn't go well, when you don't share in a vulnerable way? Because again, coming up with a a plan or asking a question or saying what the other person needs to do or not do, that's not sharing. Sharing is when we, when, we, when we describe or share or uh, communicate our, the impact of the situation on how we feel. So when you share, when it's, when, it, when you don't share in that way, what's your protection and how does your protection affect your spouse? I would encourage you as like a homework assignment, I guess you could say, to map those out, have a conversation with your partner, with your spouse and identify what are those three elements so that you can then start to get out of the cycle by interrupting that and sharing your experience, which can elicit a different response in your partner. I know this is something that's easier said than done, and it happens literally in microseconds, in nanoseconds, it's easy for couples to get stuck. However, when you can slow it down and really get in touch with how you're feeling and share it in a vulnerable way, this is what can open up the door for a new conversation. And if there are blocks, Whenever I'm working with a couple, I always anticipate that there will be. That's then the next part of the process. And again, this episode is narrow, narrowed and focused on the initial part of the conversation. And so I can spend some time doing another converse another podcast episode about what do you do when there's a block, because that's you know, it's it's I almost anticipate or plan for that. But the first part of it is helping you guys get out of the cycle by sharing in this way, being able to receive it and respond back. And I would encourage you as you practice this to notice where it breaks down because likely it's just more of the cycle, which can then help you identify where it's falling short, where it's breaking down, to then put in a new response to help you find your spouse in those moments when you need them the most. Okay, I hope that was helpful. And for any of the men who are listening, I want to invite you to join. If you're looking for some extra support and tools and help implementing these, uh, tools and strategies so you can fully overcome pornography so that it doesn't have to follow you around anymore. Go ahead and go to uh, www.facebook.com groups tools to quit. And the link is going to be here in the uh, show notes as well. So I look forward to watching you guys make progress and really overcome this addiction, get this problem out of your life, restore your relationship, So you can actually move forward and leave all of this behind you in a way that there's actually closure.